0: Welcome to Social Proof, a podcast about influence brought to you by Soapbox. We're in the business of social media and influencer marketing, so we talk to people every day who've built brands, fans, and followers. We're intrigued by the idea of influence. What makes certain people so compelling? Join us each and every week as we raise our glasses with captivating individuals and dig into what it means to develop a personal brand and have true influence. Cheers to real people and riveting stories. Welcome to Social Proof, a podcast about influence brought to you by Soapbox. I'm Beth. Hey, I'm Charlotte. Hello, I'm Nate. And we are shaking things up a little bit today. We're, uh, we don't have a guest. We, we brought ourselves as our guests.
1: We're it's, super prepared. Yes,
0: take, <laughs> take ourselves to work day. <laughs> Um, And we're actually here, so it may or may not be obvious to listeners, but we have some pillars uh, on the Social Proof podcast that we really like to to stick to thematically. Uh, And we're going to dive into one of those pillars today and just talk a little bit about um, what it means to us, what we've heard from some of our guests on this particular topic um, and yeah, we're just going to shoot the breeze a little bit and, and share some thoughts from the team. So the pillar we're talking about today is well at work, and it comes up in pretty much every episode of the podcast because it's important to us. And so we tend to ask our guests about it, and we love to dissect what they're doing in their lives to um, focus on wellness or to be healthier or just make better choices in general. And it's something that we really try to bring up with our team. Um, it's something that permeates our, our culture. And our workplace. So I'm going to kick it over to Nate and Shar to kind of start us mm. off today and talk a little bit about first and foremost, what are you doing in your life right now? We're at this point um, in the spring and we've kind of surpassed that one year mark of the pandemic and things are starting to look up and look differently um, than they did maybe in the depths of despair six months ago. So Nate, what is what does wellness and and health Whoa. look like for you right now? Okay, you knew I was any, coming
1: to you first. Oh, you we were going to start with Sean. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I um, I like the idea of well at work because I think it's multifaceted, right? Um, when you think about being well, you think about obviously we're we're concerned with professional well-being, right? We want to. We want high performing individuals, but I, I, I don't think that's the kind of, that's not where we're putting the importance. Um, and we are focused on, you know, both physical health, mental health, emotional health, Mm -hmm. and just seeing individuals for their whole self and not just for, you know, their eight to five self, which I think is Mm -hmm. really cool. So I, I guess for me, um, there, there's obviously been a lot of changes with, with COVID, and working from home, I, I found for me personally that um, working from home is not a great option for me. I, I need people. I'm a seven Enneagram. I'm energized <laughs> by other people's energy.
0: We've had us two sevens in the office for like <laughs> been six here, months Yeah, now. exactly.
1: <laughs> We've been here for a while. Um, people are slowly trickling in and we're like, where have you guys been? Um, <clears throat> um, yeah. So I think I, for me, I need that physical delineation between work and home. And I, because I have four kids too, it's um it's easy to get distracted. And when I'm home, I want to be home. I want to do home things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I will I will work from home maybe one or two days a week, typically just one day a week, if if that. Um so for me, part of being well at work is being in a physical space. Um, mm-hmm. that is a professional space. Yeah. I need that. And then aside from that, obviously, um, I focus on being outdoors more, being in the sun. I know Beth, you and I have taken so many walking meetings and we've ideated a lot there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really into mountain biking now. Yeah. So I bought my first mountain bike. And You're in the mountain
2: bit. biking capital of the world. Yeah. So well done.
1: Yeah. So Solom, where I live, they, they have some great trails and, um, I got a, a bike rack and I got a bike and I'm ready to go. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. I love, I love it. That. What
2: about you? Sure. Oh man, I feel like it's the coolest thing right now because I'm sitting in the middle of Beth and Nate and these two have come to know me so well. It's crazy. Um, And with work, I would say being well at work, um, it was Beth that first said like, hey, I think you need to start coming back into the office a little more. <laughs> and it sure. was a way of, like, I had been, I'd been coming in. I was probably the third one of the two that mm-hmm. would come in more. But it was because she knew I was fueled by it. Mm-hmm. Even if it means I actually kind of sit further away from the team and I have my headphones on. But it's just the fact that I know people are there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really does help me. I think, and Nate realized that too, of just like, hey, I think if that those times when you're feeling creative, like, come to the office or go where you need to. And I think what had happened is I had just become kind of comfortable. And like, so I'm such a, like I got in a routine of being at home. Mm -hmm. And so then it took me like crawling out of the darkness to get out of that. And I think also the sunshine helps a little bit, honestly, but I think that was the coolest thing for me with, I think being well at work was that I have people with me that I work with that
0: saw and knew it and Mm -hmm. said, I'm going to bring you back to where you actually do thrive. Where you belong. Yeah. <laughs> where you belong. That's so interesting, Char, because I think when you described it that way, like it wasn't depression, no. but it's very <laughs> similar to you know, kind of retreating into yourself. You know, yeah. I think most uh, adults have experienced depression at some point mm-hmm. in their lives. I think um, I love that that's actually becoming a topic that's addressed more openly now. Um, but there are some similarities yeah. to what I think a lot of people experienced during the pandemic where we all rushed to work from home. And it was scary, right, mm-hmm. because this global pandemic was descending. And then we adjusted to it and we went, oh, this is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm more productive because I, I own my days or I'm not commuting. And so I think people really loved it and thought I could do this forever. And then I think it was really cyclical to people starting to realize this may not be my best environment. And I think, you know, those of us who are fortunate enough to to honestly be in jobs that even had that right. as an option, you're starting to see this complete circle to maybe it's a flex model mm-hmm. of, you know, just like you dress for your day, you know, you, you kind of work where you can do your best work. Yeah. And if it's creative or if it depends on other people, Nate and I talk a lot about like... Walking meetings and ideas flowing and some of our best work comes from just kind of working nearby one Mm -hmm. another in kind of a symbiotic way. Um, And that's been missing for a year for most of us. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it also has helped me. I'm so
2: excited because in January, I was like, I'm going to work out consistently. And I feel like that's the best time to like, and now that I'm like in the routine, it's become more of a rhythm. Mm -hmm. And it took that little like push of just like, get out in the darkness or I'm so comfortable at home. I don't want to get out. But now that it's like, you have an office to go into, it's like, oh, do that on my way home from Mm -hmm. work or Mm -hmm. in the morning or at lunch. And I think that has also
0: helped me as well. Like, I'm fueled because I worked out at lunch today. Completely. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that's been interesting, too, because when we first started this well-at-work journey, um, it's been, honestly, I think more like 18 months or two years. Yeah. It was loosely part of who we were in our culture, but I think we chose as a team to really prioritize and start talking about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I remember having that conversation around, for me in particular, I wanted to model you know, that it was acceptable to go... Workout during that, I wanted to talk about it and say, I'm going for a walk, you know, or Mm -hmm. I'm going to, you know, go to a workout class or whatever the case may be. Because then I think other people feel empowered to Mm -hmm. say, yeah, this is important and makes me a better human. Yeah. So we've kind of come full circle. You know, we started by exhibiting, you know, modeling wellness by talking about, hey, this is something that is part of our work day or kind of being open about, hey, I'm going to go to a a lunchtime workout or whatever the case may be, or take a walking meeting. And then we just like completely took it full circle and started to do these team events that were, were, we've got our second one tomorrow, but we started last week with rock climbing, And it was so fun. It was really interesting to watch our team in that environment. (laughs) I feel like our
2: personalities all came out. Like Beth was like, who wants to rock climb? We're like, yeah, whatever. We'll do it. (laughs) And then we got there, and we're like, "This is kind of hard." And Nate and Beth were like running everywhere, trying the same ones, and we're completing them so quick. And they're like, oh. "And then I was like silently completing all of them." And then some other people were just like, "Oh, I climbed up one rock, I'm done." Yeah, like, that was fun. That was, Check. Fun. I was, it was just, hard.
1: I was laughing at Lauren, one of our staff members, because she <laughs> she had. <laughs> She'd reached like three quarters of the way up. And she's like, you know, I think I made it. I think this counts. I think I'm done. And we're like, we don't no, no, no. We don't this know. does not count. You get
0: up. You know? And I immediately were like, you have to go the rest yeah. of the way. Complete the task. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's funny. We did we did the rock climbing to Char's point. We kind of saw the personalities and the Enneagrams start to emerge. And tomorrow we are doing aerial mm-hmm. yoga, which is also comical mm-hmm. because You know, we started out talking about Nate's got the new mountain bike and Char's got some different workouts that she's been (laughs) trialing. And I went about six or eight weeks ago to my first aerial yoga class, like just to be like a goofball with my cousin. And we loved it. We're obsessed. We joined Cocoon Yoga Lab here in Bentonville. And I think I've gone five times in the last four days now. It's like a little bit of a problem. It's an obsession. So like any true influencer, I won't settle until I've converted everyone to the, everyone. the thing that I love currently. So uh, we're going to do some team aerial yoga tomorrow. And I don't know if anyone's more excited than Nate.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I told my uh, assistant baseball coach today that <laughs> I had Manly. to aerial yoga tomorrow before <laughs> baseball practice.
0: <laughs> and um,
1: it it went about as well as I expected. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Nate's line to me was the day I do aerial yoga is the day I turn in my man card. (laughs) Turns out that's tomorrow. (laughs)
1: Tomorrow. Well, (laughs) I I haven't decided and I haven't filled out the waiver yet. So
2: (laughs) I and also the past two, uh, there are two activities we have planned
0: can require waivers. I know that is that does seem to be a yeah. Hey, sevens adventure you know? yeah. Because i paddleboarding, and is then we're doing stand up paddleboarding. <laughs> like, yeah. sorry
2: guys, anybody can join us on these adventures. Yeah. But yeah. It, go, ahead, go
1: ahead, Nate. I was just thinking, going back to the the well at work concept and this this hybrid work mm-hmm. environment concept. <clears throat> we uh, we recently did some um, studies. Um, it was it was mm-hmm. for it was for a different segment of of categories, but I, I think the, the information we learned was kind of universal. We were talking about people. Uh, or we were we were inquiring as to how people were working from home currently and how their mm-hmm. work setups were and we found some really interesting data points and I was astounded that only thirty percent of the people that we surveyed had mm-hmm. a permanent work environment still mm-hmm. uh, so I think you know for the longest time you know for the last year it's always been you know we kind of follow Walmart here because they're the largest you know company in retail and they're like we're going back. You know, we're going back in May and then we're going back in July. Now we're going back in fall and now we're, you know, we've been a year out. We mm-hmm. still haven't gone back. And people, I think, have been in limbo. have kind mm-hmm. of felt this kind of, yeah this feeling of limbo and they haven't create, carved out for themselves these permanent spaces, which we all know a permanent working space is so important to mm-hmm. productivity. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the, on the on the flip side of that, I think the reality is finally settling in this new normal that, you know, I may be home more. Mm-hmm. You know, I may yeah. have to work from home, right. you know, at least a couple of days a week. Some want to, some do not. Yeah, um, But from the data we found like people are, they are planning on, you know, building a permanent space. Now people that are building homes are making sure that they have home offices in mm-hmm. them. And like, it's changed the way we've, we've thought about how we, you know, how we commute, how we work. Yeah. Um, and I think that's all Kind of built into this year of being well at work, I think a right. lot of us have felt a little bit like vagabonds, like the, almost this kind of transient. We're not like we don't know where we where mm-hmm. we are, where we're rooted, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's finally starting to settle in, right as the pandemic is right. wrapping yeah. up and ending. But yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think it's interesting, and it kind of just fuels that need to be to be well, and as a manager mm-hmm. of people, just making sure that you know we are truly. um, adapting our our style of management to make sure to ensure that our people are truly well mm-hmm. right. you know in whatever capacity or whatever that looks like
2: yeah, yeah. even um one of our coworkers, ali is actually living with me right now <laughs> um and so last night we were just talking about how it really is crazy that there is not going to be going back to a time before covid Mm-mm. you know we have to move forward mm-hmm. like don't think of it oh as it was before like yeah If the businesses are going to adjust and they're going to be more well at work as we hope because they learned from this Mm -hmm. past year. I feel like we saw that with um, our guest, Sarah Steele. I feel like that was really cool hearing from her, just like she's in the supplier world as well and just Mm -hmm. how she's adapting and also seeing how she's thriving as well. And just all of a sudden a TikTok influencer
0: and it was her boss who saw it and is like, yeah, go after that. Yeah. I think that's cool. That's a good point. I think we've had some really neat learnings around, you know, wellness from some of our guests. And it, you know, I think initially even some of the internal conversations we had about this podcast where we felt like this was an important pillar to Mm -hmm. incorporate, even though it seems so, you know, just disconnected, fragmented from the world of influencer marketing. But actually, I think that's not the case because I think you see influencers in general You know, leading the charge, society as a whole is really starting to um, adopt this attitude that you know, good mental health and and wellness and smart practices and self care are essential to maintaining the whole person. And Nate, to your point, I think you do this incredibly well with our team, and you know, making sure that each of our team members feels seen and valued and and. We're not doing that just to be woo-woo. We're doing it because it it helps empower them to do their best work for Soapbox. We get mm-hmm. the best out of them, not the most necessarily, although I think our team is very productive because of some of the things that we've done. So for listeners, I guess I, a question for you too, maybe I'd love your perspective. You know, For listeners who feel like, well, I don't, run a business or I'm not in charge of the decisions that my workplace makes around being well at work. And, and, you know, maybe my employer doesn't prioritize it. It's on me. You know, what have you guys heard from our guests or what tips do you have for someone who's, you know, maybe working in more of a traditional corporate job and is not empowered by their workplace to, you know, be sound and to be well? What can they do? Mm.
2: Gosh, so many of our guests had such great views of just, like, how they do it with even just families. I don't have a family. Um, I, don't have, I don't have kids. So I feel like that every single one of them, every time they talk about all of the things they're juggling, it was just incredible to hear even just, like, Angel Beasley, how she was talking about. Um, it depends on your why right now. Mm-hmm. And I really loved that. And I feel like that could really stick with someone that is mm-hmm. dealing with that of just like, okay, well, what can I control? Mm-hmm. What is my why right now? What can I do yeah. right now? Instead of thinking of, oh, well, I want to have that well at work always, all mm-hmm. the time. And it's like, well, if you don't have that right now, in the time that you do have when you get off at five, like, right. make sure it's fueling. Right. Make sure you are taking that time Lights out at
0: nine, no electronics, things Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Like, control what you can control right now. That's a good point. Angel was a great episode, for sure. And I think, you know, she obviously she's at Walmart. She's, you know, in a very traditional corporate Mm -hmm. job. And we heard Angel, as well as a number of our other guests, talk um, in so many words about margin. Um, I've heard the theme a lot around mornings. You know, Mm Shar, you and I have dug into that topic a little bit because— As a longtime night owl, I've realized that if I carve out a morning for myself and a routine and I work out and I do some things, I'm just more pleasant to be around all day. (laughs) And, you know, I'm more productive. And so there've been some good learnings there. What else, Nate? I
1: was just thinking about this uh, concept of influence. And, you know, a lot of our ability to influence at work is just as important as Mm -hmm. we think of these traditional influencers. And that's part of our pillar is how we wield our influence. And. I remember when I first started at Walmart Um, one of the things that we were graded on is our ability to influence, um, mm. influence leadership, influence our mm. peers. And I think every company needs a, you know, a champion for change. Um, and so I, I, would just encourage, you know, whoever's struggling with that, maybe an employer that is maybe a little behind the times mm-hmm. um, to speak up and to be a champion for that and to, you know, seek to influence um, leadership yeah. for, for the better, you know, to come with ideas on how you can make your mm-hmm. workplace, you know, more conducive to your mental, emotional and mental well-being. So, right. yeah, use your influence and, yeah. um, you know, try to make those changes.
0: <clears throat> Champion those small things yeah. even. Yeah. I was having a conversation with Ali Carter on our team, who's currently living with you. <laughs> it's not as strange as it seems. Yeah. Um, but you know, I obviously I'm a lot older than most of our team and, um, You know, I remember in my 20s, just feeling that sense of, okay, you've you've got a job, you're in the corporate world, like you're starting a career and you have to be so serious and you have to, you know, like be the first one in and the last one out. You know, that was the mentality that I grew up around. Don't make waves. Yeah, Don't make waves. Yeah. Don't don't draw attention to yourself and you've got to show how hard you're working. Mm. Um, You know, they'll only know you're working hard if they physically see you at your desk looking busy. And um, so I did that for a long time and I I worked ridiculous hours, absolutely ridiculous hours, and I made no more progress. And I had a CEO who said to me, I'm not actually really impressed with the hours you work. I'm impressed with your output. And Mm. if you're working longer hours, that tells me you don't manage your time very well. Mm. I'm like, trusting Mm -hmm. and so like as I kind of moved along in my career I started setting more and more boundaries for myself and you're so I think you're so terrified in your 20s -hmm. and 30s to do that to set boundaries or to your point Nate to push back Mm -hmm. and Allie and I were talking a little bit yesterday about um, I think it's no secret that I you know I try to really balance my work week I may pull some very long days and I may pull some very short days and Mm -hmm. I try not to hide that from our team Um, you know, I try to be upfront, Hey, I'm going to disappear for a couple of hours. Um, and I think some of that is to your point, Nate, like how can we wield our influence as managers or as peers and remind people that it's not time in the saddle, it's output and productivity. And, um, yeah, I just, I don't want to see anyone at Soapbox work themselves to death. That doesn't mean I want them to, you know, work a 32 hour week, but I think there are ways to work smarter and not harder and to maybe get even more output, you know, than, than you would expect.
1: I, I personally love that those traditional barriers are being broken down because, you know, with a, with a family and family really being the most important thing in my life, um, obviously career is important, but I, I need that flexibility to take mm-hmm. care of my family. Like I had, I had my three-year-old today when my wife was getting immunized and <laughs> He he forgot his name in the car today. So that was a great conversation. (laughs) He was like, Dad, Dad, what's what's my name? Like, I totally forgot my name. And that was great. Uh, I love being able to have those moments that I would not otherwise have to remind my three year old of his name. Uh, But then the. You remind, son. But then I'm also happy to jump on a call after hours or to respond to an email because I've been given that freedom and flexibility, you know, you don't have that, like, no, sorry, I don't work after 5.00 PM. Right. Um, you know, not that we pull lots of long hours, but there are days where we do, and it's a give and take, and I'm happy to do that. Yes. And I think you, as my, you know, as my boss, you're happy to give me that because it is based Mm on, you know, output and quality of work. And you get a better version of me when, I can take care of those other needs.
2: Yeah, that's true. And I think it comes down to also like, are you doing something you're passionate about? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when you're doing those longer days or shorter days, there's no doubt in our minds that (laughs) your heart is not in soapbox at all time. Like (laughs) no matter if you are cleaning your basement (laughs) or you're, (laughs) uh, yeah, like we know that you were, your mind is racing about soapbox even when you're off. Yeah, And so I think that also comes down to it. If like, you're putting in all those long hours because you feel like you have to work and you're not
0: liking your work. Like, yeah. Find something you're passionate about. Maybe take a shift, take a jump. Like, yeah, Yeah, that's interesting too. I think, um, I, we've talked a lot about how we've structured soapbox, like for our clients and our influencers, you know, there, we have some sacred cows, some things that I feel really, really strongly about. And a lot of things that I don't, you Mm -hmm. know, and Nate and I talk about this a lot, but I also say all the time I'm trying to build the kind of place I wish I could have worked in my 20s. And I vividly remember um, not feeling like I could attend a kindergarten graduation for my oldest mm. um, in one of my first jobs because it was at like 9 or 10 in the morning. And that was like smack in the middle of the workday. And I remember like kind of the guilt that was placed on me and then the guilt that I placed on myself, you know, that mm. I couldn't be there. And I'm like, that will never—if I— have the option, that will never be the kind of environment. And you even think about, you mentioned, you know, your wife's immunization. You have four kids, right? Like mm-hmm. for you to take care of them, remind your son of his name so your <laughs> wife could get vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. You know, we we do some really simple things at Soapbox um, that seem so obvious, but we make it very clear, you know, on election day we want you to vote. And if that means that you need to eat in, uh, you know, eat into your work day a little bit to go get that done, we want you to get vaccinated, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, go where you need to, to get that done. I think there are some simple things that both companies and individuals can do to place value on employee wellness.
1: And it's built on trust.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And,
1: you know, we, we I, I guess at Soapbox, we don't hire people that we don't trust, mm-hmm. And you don't even really have to earn it. You almost you you get it. You get our trust until you prove otherwise. Almost, <laughs> um, and we have very few people that ever you know betray yeah. that trust. And I think that is empowering for an individual to be trusted. Um, they tend to be less. Um, they I, I don't think that they take advantage of it as much as you might think.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you give yeah. them a
1: little rope and they feel trusted and feel empowered and they, they give you your best work, mm-hmm. you know, give, the, give you their best work in return.
0: I think so, too. And we tend to attract. Um, Taryn on our team says a lot of times, like, high performers thrive here. And it's almost this group mentality that you, it's not that you're going to be ousted, but it's not the norm here. To not to enjoy it, be a, a high. You will not enjoy it if you're kind of a. I'm going to do the bare minimum. I'm going to clock out. I'm going to you know just coast. I'm here to you know just collect a paycheck. That that kind of individual doesn't thrive here for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we only have a couple minutes left on these little kind of quickie episodes. Um, so let's do. You know what are you devouring? It can be watching, reading, doing. Wellness edition. Ooh, share you're up. Okay. I hit, I hit yeah. Nate last oh. time.
2: <laughs> I would say right now, it's actually a book Nate gave me. Hmm. Um, you had it at your desk and you said, This looks like it'd be good for you. And <laughs> read it. And give yeah. me the clip. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, it um, it's called Chipping Creative Work. Um, and I this is very much wellness at work for me because it's all about. Um, as a creative, how to get your work out there yeah. and how to do it productively, how to do it in your best way. Um, and it was exactly what I needed. So you didn't even know. Perfect.
1: Because it was completely irrelevant to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know. And it's like, I have no use I for don't this. know what to do with yeah, this. <laughs> so one man's trash, the other one's treasure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it, yeah, I've been needing something just to kind of remind me of like my creative side and that I do have it and how to capitalize on it instead of just like letting it dwindle into the wind. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that is actually what I'm reading right now. And I've, and I've been using even just like from the, like eight to nine mm-hmm. reading that before we hop on our call at nine. And I've been loving it in the morning mm. of That's just so like neat. starting off with just like words of wisdom that will fuel my
0: work day. That's really cool. I love that. Yeah. What about Thanks, you, Nate? You're <laughs> hey, welcome. Glad no I problem.
1: <laughs> um, okay. So I, I guess right now the thing that I'm into, I have a long commute um, back and forth to work. So I've been listening to the 1619 podcast. Mm-hmm. Have you guys heard of this?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. It's in,
1: It's incredible. Um, it's a New York Times um, sponsored uh, podcasts, and they talk about the history of, of slavery and kind of how America, um, the economy, music, arts, and culture was really shaped via um, slavery, and and you know, kind of this lens through Black Americans. And mm-hmm. um, it's been very eye opening for me. I, I think we've all probably been trying to seek understanding and open our eyes a little bit more to kind of the racial issues that are going on in the world. And that's one way that I'm trying to kind of just mm-hmm. understand more.
0: Yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. I love the, the breadth of things here. Although you guys both cited books and I'm not going to do that for once, but yeah, so actually, yeah. 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 Well, yes, for sure. Yeah. What about so you, for Beth? me, this is going to sound a little like probably um, non-tangible, but um, the thing I'm kind of embracing is strength. And mm. I think you guys know that, you know, number one, I'm a seven. So I I go at things all in, right? Um, so I started out in January for all of January. I was rowing, you know, really working on upper body strength and then kind of moved in um, February into more core and that sort of thing. Um, and now in kind of March and into April, you know, have been doing a lot of rock climbing and aerial yoga. And I bring that up because again at 43 or I guess I'm 44 as of last week. Um, Happy late birthday. Thank you. Thank you so much. You knew I was going (laughs) to weave it in. Um, But it's been astonishing to me to see how, I guess I saw kind of losing weight and strength as like being no longer attainable for me past Mm. 40. And so it's been astonishing to me at like kind of low effort, consistency, yielding high return. Mm. And I'm doing things in these classes that I would not have been able to do 30 or 60 or 90 days ago. And I just, I kind of want to go back and like shout at my, you know, 35 and 38 and 40 year old self that it's not actually that hard or insurmountable because I had built up like wellness and all of these things as as these really big monolithic undertakings mm. that I just, oh, you know, I could never. And it's not been mm. that difficult. <laughs> And that's I'm, a
1: weird learning I'm for me. I you know. I saw you giggling. Do you remember the first time you told me you went rowing or that you <laughs> <Yeah>. rowing?
0: <laughs> she told bought you a I got a
1: rowboat for Christmas. And she never clarified that she was kidding <laughs> that she got this row machine. And so she told me that she'd been rowing like before work and we had met up early. And I'm like, I pictured Beth out in this rowboat in the middle of the lake and just Zero rowing to converting. her heart's content. <laughs> <laughs> just, just going at it. And, uh,
0: Hey, I would like. I was actually semester.
1: disappointed. I was like, "Oh, you got Several a rower." Weeks
0: went by before you realized that it was a row machine. I thought, like
1: all Christmas break. I thought that you had been rowing. You're like,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm hardcore. I think Incredible. too, though, that there you're in a different stage of life, and yeah. you've mentioned this before too, yes, totally. And so I think you look back and kind of maybe regret. I, I look at my 34 year old self currently, and it's it's everything There's I can no time. do. 30, is time i I could make the priority but i think we kind of have these stages of life where we can devote more time to ourselves maybe yeah at least i'm telling myself that
0: no it's true you have mentioned that you're (laughs) like
1: you feel kind of more independent lately too like you have Mm -hmm. the kids are a little older yeah you can not do what you want but you have more freedom and flexibility to prioritize yourself yeah which is important
0: and i think part of i'm laughing because you know my my 17-year-old and my 10-year-old are actually outside as we're recording, and but I keep acting like an empty nester, <laughs> like I'm <laughs> done with you guys. My work here is done. Mm-hmm. But I think that's part of the mental shift as well, to your point. Like, I probably wasn't in that situation in my 30s, like in the thick of soccer practice and after-school activities and all of those things. But I think I've also kind of just made a really hardcore decision recently, to your point, which is a wellness-oriented yeah. you know, topic. To focus on me, which is something we all act so, like that's selfish. Yeah. yeah. And it is selfish in the best way. And um, I'm really glad I kind of got over that hurdle of thinking that like putting others first was winning.
1: Releasing yourself from that guilt of focusing yeah. on yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's interesting. Because
1: now you, you have more capacity to be a resource for others. <laughs> yeah. Because you're it's healthier. oxygen mask. Yeah.
0: It is crazy though.
2: I mean, now that I'm. 20s 30s 40s yeah that's funny. and it's in all different ways we're experiencing that yeah like it's not going to go away right that's so and true. so it's really cool
0: to see like we are constantly going to be fighting this and you have to fight for it right like, i love that that's a great note to end on yeah. on our well at work pillar so thanks guys fun talking yep. to thank you, today. you thank you cheers <laughs> cheers <laughs>